On this episode of the Crimson Corner Podcast, Joey and Katie usher in the spring sports season with special guests, former Alabama pitcher known as Chase the Viper Lee and his wife Claire. It's the Crimson Corner edition of the All Things Bama Podcast, a part of the Bama Central Podcast Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be, and welcome to Crimson Corner. I am your host, Joey Blackwell, alongside my co-host, Katie Windham. We have a very exciting episode for you today um, with, of course, former Alabama pitcher Chase Lee. People might have, you know, Bama fans might know him as the Viper and his wife, Claire Lee, but she was also went to Alabama and was a Crimsonette. But first, let me introduce our co-host, Katie Windham. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Joey. I'm really looking forward to this interview with the Lees. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And like I said, you know, Chase played um, baseball. He was a, a walk-on pitcher for Alabama, really became a, a, a really solid closer for them. Um, I covered him for during his time with the Crimson Tide, and he's a really great guy, really humble guy. Um, and of course, now is in the minor leagues um, with the um, with, with Round Rock and um, really, you know, excited to see him do well. And then, of course, Claire, who, um, of course, Katie, you know, um, from from your from your time in college, and and she, of course, uh, met Chase back in high school, and they've been dating for a while. But we will get into that in the interview. So, um, without further ado, let's get this interview started with Chase and Claire Lee. Here, take a listen. We are so excited today for, I guess, our first official guest um, on the Crimson Corner podcast since relaunching to have. Chase and Claire Lee. Um, some of y'all might know Chase a little better as the Viper. I don't know how much he likes that nickname or not, but Chase played baseball at Alabama from 2019 to 2021 before being drafted by the Texas Rangers in the sixth round of the MLB draft. And then Claire was a Crimsonette at Alabama from 2018 to 2021, got to twirl at a bunch of SEC championships, CFP games, national championship games. And so um, we're really excited to have them on the podcast today. Of course, we have Joey here as well, um, our co-host, but Claire and Chase, how are y'all doing today? We're good. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. So since it is um, Valentine's week this week, to just kind of start <laughs> out, I think y'all are high school sweethearts. So if, if y'all don't mind going through a little bit of your story and how you both kind of ended up at Alabama together. Yeah. You want me to sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we met in high school. I was, I guess we met when I was a freshman and you were a sophomore and we kind of just like hung out for a little bit. And then we started dating, I guess, closer to like the end of my sophomore year. So 2015 was when we started dating and we dated all throughout high school. And then Chase went to Alabama, um, what year, 2017. And I was still a senior. So he had a whole year um, at Alabama, like by himself. And then 2018, I graduated and then I went to Alabama and we spent all four, all four years together there. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. But <laughs> Not an exciting story, but then we got engaged in twenty twenty or twenty twenty, yeah. And then married in twenty twenty one. Yep. So we married over a little over a year now, uh, together for I guess seven. Seven years. So, come. Yeah, <laughs> kind, yeah. Kind of kind of bad that. Hung out for like a year, maybe started dating, and then kind of kind of it yeah had a really exciting <laughs> I mean, journey since then. quite a quite a dramatic roller coaster y'all got yeah. going on over there <laughs> high, school, high school sweetheart story yeah. 
You so know, Claire, uh, sorry, go ahead. You go ahead, Katie. Did, did you kind of always know you wanted to come be a Crimson at Alabama? Is that, I know you twirled a little bit in high school. Is that something you wanted to do? Honestly, no. Um, <laughs> growing up, I, like, I, I grew up in dance. I grew up in baton. It was kind of just all in my family. That's what we did. And my, so actually, funny story, I did not grow up an Alabama fan. Um, my family did not grow up Alabama fans. Well, my extended family did, but my like mom and dad, I'm an only child. So my mom and dad and I, we were kind of the outsiders and we were Auburn fans. We rooted for the underdogs. And <laughs> so growing up, um, my granddad was a football coach. My dad was heavily involved in football. So I was always around like the football scene. And so I was always watching the majorettes on the field and I just knew that I wanted to do it, but I didn't know where I wanted to do it. And so growing up, um, a lot of my extended family went to UNA, North Alabama, um, and I had cousins that twirled there. And I was like, yes, like this is where I want to go. Um, and then I kind of transitioned over and I was like, no, like I want to go to Auburn. Like, why not be a part of an SEC school? Like, how cool would that be? And so I went into like a few of their camps that they had and I was like, OK, like this is fine, but this is just not home. Like, I just don't feel like this is where I want to be. Um, my dad did go to Alabama, even though he was an Auburn fan. Um, and so we lived pretty close to Tuscaloosa. So we live in McCullough. We're both from McCullough. So that's 25, 30 minutes on the road. So Tuscaloosa was always super close and we would always go to games and things. But I just never saw myself like in the Crimson Nut scene, like as a young dancer and young twirler. I just, I don't know. I never thought that I could actually get to that level because if you are a dancer or a twirler, you know that they're like the most prestige, like highest, highest level you can get is like- Very to be, competitive to me. Very competitive. <laughs> the trial process is very rigorous. And I was like, I just don't know that I have what it takes, but whatever. <laughs> so then Chase and I started dating and his whole family is Alabama fans, born and raised. And he quickly um, converted me. And then the rest of my family followed after me. <laughs> and so, a little bit, I guess, probably my junior junior year, sophomore year, junior year of high school, um, I decided that I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to put in the work that it was going to take to be a Crimsonette. And we went and toured Alabama. I did all of their camps that they offered, like tryout prep camps. I did everything that you could. And I just knew that that's where I wanted to go. And so anyways, I actually, so I twirled all throughout my high school career, except for my senior year. I did not wow. twirl in high school. I took the entire year off and I took that whole year to prepare for Crimson Out Tryouts because I knew that that is, that's what it was going to take. <laughs> and so I got in with the coach immediately, started working with her. I started taking lessons from current Crimsonettes, former Crimsonettes. I was doing all the classes. I mean, I was like, die hard. This is what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. so, Honestly, it wasn't until my, I guess, junior year of high school until I decided like, okay, I'm, I want to do what it takes. And here we are five years later and I served my time. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, you kind of alluded to it there. You know, people probably know a, a little bit more about what, it, you know, being on a baseball team is like, but, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, being Crimson at, you know, what, what is it like, you know, obviously with baseball players, you know, you have practice every day, you have workouts, you have a ton of games in the spring, but, you know, being Crimson at, what is a typical day like, and, you know, what's the routine? And you, you kind of talked about how competitive it is. Just what is that environment like doing that? Yeah. So the year is split into two seasons. We have football season and then we have trial season. 
And mm -hmm. trout season is the whole spring semester. And then football season is the whole fall semester. And so just a typical day, I'll run you through like a football season schedule. Um, yeah. You obviously have class that you have to go to. <laughs> First and foremost, you got to take your classes. Yeah. And then practice, we would practice from about 3 to like 5.36 every single day. We would practice Monday through Friday. And then Saturdays, we would have game day morning practice. So we would come in before the football game, even if it was 11 o'clock kick. We would show up at 5 a.m. And, <laughs> and we would run through the shows and... Then we'd go to the football game. We would have different appearances that we would have to go to. Sometimes we did basketball games once basketball started. Sometimes we would go to gymnastics meets and fill in for the dance team. Um, but it, it was a lot. It really taught me how to balance my time. Um, before football season starts, just to give you some insight, um, before football season starts, the whole million-dollar band shows up to campus two weeks prior to the first day of classes. Mm -hmm. And we have... 13, 14 hour days for two weeks straight. Yeah. And there's, if you don't know about the million dollar band, there's 400 plus members in it. And so yeah. it's really awesome to, for everyone to come together and we all bring our own special talents and we put them together and we put these amazing shows together. We have the most prestige band directors and coaches that you could ask for. And they mm -hmm. put together some incredible productions. So for two weeks straight, for about 14 hours a day, we run that like crazy. We call it boot camp instead of band yeah. camp because um, <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. It is actual boot camp. And then that runs up until the day classes start. And then once the day classes start through the end of football season, we go however long the football team goes. So if they stop in December, we stop. If they keep going, we keep going. <laughs> and we're wow. going to be there at every single event. And then so that's pretty much football season. And then once about January, February hits, tryout season starts. And most people know about the football side of things. I feel like tryouts is the side that most people don't really see um, just because there's not a whole lot of information out there about it. But the mm -hmm. trial process is very rigorous, very competitive. And tryouts are typically at the end of April. And so most girls start preparing their routines in like November, December, even though football season is still going on, they know that they have to like, prepare for that many months prior to April. And so yeah. the trial process, um, since my last year, they've actually added some components, but the years that I trailed, we had an interview, we had a dance routine, we had a, what else? Um, a group routine, which is where you go in the day of trials, you learn a two minute video or not a two minute video, a two minute like live choreography where the coaches teaching us a routine and it's just crimson at style and they see how fast you can pick it up and how fast you can learn it and memorize it. And then after about an hour of learning that you go and perform it for the judges. And so the group routine is probably the most intense. And then to add on to that is your individual routine, which is if you've ever been to crimson at trials, they are open to the public, but that is the only portion that is actually open to the public. Um, so there are other components than what the public actually sees, but for your individual routine, you have a two-minute routine that is strictly your style, what you're good at, and you just have two minutes to show how you twirl, how you dance, and you get to wear fun costumes and do all the things, but <laughs> but it is. It's a lot, and then after April, you get the summer off for the most part, and then July comes back around and ready to get going again, so. 
that's about it <laughs> i always had mad respect for the girls that were crimsonettes that tried to go through rush at the same time as boot camp <laughs> i don't understand yeah. how they did that yeah, so rush is actually the same week as our boot camp was and so we would have freshman girls come in and they wanted to be a part of a sorority i never went that route i thought that crimsonette was enough for me and it was. <laughs> but probably the girls that do go through rush because i don't know how they do it because during our breaks we would do like three a day. So we would go in the morning and then you have a break, go for the afternoon block, you have a break, go for the dinner block, and then you have a break. And mm -hmm. so during their breaks, they would run and go to parties. And like those breaks were like sacred. Like you wanted to go home, get in the bathtub, relax your muscles, uh -huh. like eat, do take a nap, whatever. <laughs> but not <laughs> party girls, they fought through it. And I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but props to those girls. <laughs> yeah. So Chase, a few more people probably know your story about, you know, walk on club baseball and all that. So y'all both, I guess, tried out for your team. So wh which one do y'all think is more competitive to make, Crimson Ets or baseball? <laughs> Honestly, the Crimson Ets rounds. <laughs> <laughs> because each year, like the roster gets cleaned. Like you don't, you don't get to carry over. Like, I mean, I guess it's a, a little bit like that in baseball where you, you have to, continue to earn your spot or whatever but there's rarely uh upperclassmen getting cut in the fall or like for the most part you carry over at least for a year where crimson ads like every year you're watching like two and three year members that are no longer twirling because they didn't make the team because they they slot took it took it easy during trials mm -hmm. um, so i would say definitely the trial <laughs> process is a lot more grueling there's also uh, about, i would say close to 80 girls that try out every year yeah. for 24 spots so wow. that's a lot and once again like your tenureship is never guaranteed I mean you could be a senior and get cut by and then a freshman come in and take your spot so wow. <laughs> goodness <laughs> gracious <laughs> like the first year I tried out there was maybe 15 guys that showed up um and I don't know, I don't think anyone made it, but it was <laughs> a tough success rate. <laughs> it was a lot less intense uh, than what they had to go through. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool insight that I don't think probably a ton of people know about. So um, for both of y'all, but maybe Chase, you can start. Why don't y'all catch us up on the last two years, you know, since you got drafted from um alabama like you said y'all got married in the middle of it and then clary you kind of started doing the traveling baseball wife life too but kind of catch us up on what the last two years have been like since getting drafted and playing in double and triple a yeah so i got drafted in july of 2021 uh right after it was like a month after we had finished our season um, we lost in the regional at louisiana tech um so i I had a feeling I was going to go professional, but didn't really know when or where or how that would play out. Um, I'd finished up my degree, didn't really have any uh, regrets, so to speak, as to things mm -hmm. I wanted to go back and do at Alabama. I felt like I checked all the boxes that, you know, like childhood Chase had dreamed about. I, I played in the SEC tournament. I made the team. I did. I got to do all the things that I always dreamed about. So there wasn't really mm -hmm. a big push to go back to school, uh, especially mm -hmm. since I finished my degree. So I kind of knew – I would go professional. Um, and then I got drafted and ended up getting to go straight to double A, um, which was kind of unheard of. I, I didn't know that was really possible uh, until they kind of threw it on me. <laughs> um, so 
uh, at that time, Claire was still in school. Um, she still had a little bit more time left. So I went and played. Um, yeah, shortened season between the draft and finishing out the rest of 2021. Um, played in double A, did a little bit of traveling around, you know, and kind of understanding the professional scene, trying to adjust. And then that off season, we got married in December. Uh, and then we moved out to Arizona in January of 2022 to start getting ready for spring training. Spring training starts like middle of February. So actually spring training for us starts in two days. So we're kind of on the clock counting down on when we get to go again. But um, February, we, we started spring training and then Claire was still in school doing online uh, education. She had transferred from the in-person to the online portion. Mm -hmm. And then we got to towards the end of the school semester, right before the season was about to start, I figured I was going to go back to AA um, out of spring training. And then Claire was finishing up school. And then as we are heading to go to the season, Claire decided she was going to you know, take a break from school and, and decide to, to travel all year instead of, uh, instead of take classes because her degree required an internship. And I may have pushed her to do that. I definitely <laughs> didn't want to try to do all this alone. Um, mm -hmm. But went back to went back to Frisco, which is Double A, and mm -hmm. we were there for a little over a month and a half, maybe two months. And then we were actually at a. It was a we get Monday night Mondays off in minor league baseball. We played Tuesday through Sunday, and so we were at a, we had a Monday night off, and we decided to to go uh, to the Rangers game because we could get. We had some uh -huh. uh, tickets to like the home plate club. Um, had kind of a, we were so excited to enjoy our off day. <laughs> anyway, we had some friends who had just like debuted and we were like wanting to go watch them play. And we had some insider tickets um, through, you know, I guess, working there. Um, so we got our tickets and then it's probably the sixth or seventh inning. And I get a call and I, I get called up to AAA while we we're sitting at the Rangers game. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, we're just sitting there, and I can just tell, like, on, on, like, the look on his face, like something big happened. But like, I didn't know what was going on in the phone call, so I was like trying to like read his emotions while we're like sitting at the baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> he gets off the phone and he just looks at me and he's like, "Um, do you have plans tomorrow?" And I'm like, <laughs> um, "I mean, there's a baseball game uh, per usual." And he was like. Okay, well, we have to be in Round Rock at 8 a.m. I just got called off. <laughs> and wow. so Round Rock's like three hours south of Frisco. It's mm -hmm. north of Austin. Mm -hmm. So we had uh, maybe a 12-hour window to move out of our apartment <laughs> and, and move to Round Rock. Because um, wow. we had a game on Tuesday night. And so I got called up around uh, like first week of July. And then we ended up staying there for the rest of the year, kind of settling in and then uh finished the year there and then we kind of hung out for the off season back in Alabama we uh, moved in with her parents uh just we were only gonna be there for a little over a month or, or a little over two months with we had a bunch of weddings and <laughs> traveling and going and catching up with all the family and friends mm -hmm. that we don't get to see throughout the year so when it all was said and done we spent it we spent a little over a month in Alabama <laughs> uh, before we got right back on the road to, to come back out here. And we've been here since January, um, working out at the facility and getting ready for spring training round two, I guess. Starts in two days. 
<laughs> you know, um, you guys sound like y'all pretty much the entirety of y'all's relationship. Y'all both been very busy. You know, you, you with you, Claire, you've been a twirler. Chase, you've always had baseball in high school, college, and now, of course, professionally. Did, you know, so due to that busyness, did that kind of prepare you both for your marriage, but then also to be married and have this kind of, I wouldn't want to call it a frantic lifestyle, but it is kind of a frantic lifestyle. You never really know when you have, when you might be called up, like you just talked about, what is that like? And did, did all the, you know, did all the, the craziness kind of help prepare y'all for where you are in your life right now? I mean, a, a little bit, but I don't think we <laughs> truly prepare for this lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it definitely <laughs> did help. I mean, like in college, I was, the like football season's during the fall semester, yeah. baseball's during spring semester. So our schedules never align, mm-hmm. never align. And so it was just hard to like actually have, you know, like unbothered time with each other during college. And when we act, when we got to like professional life, like Chase said, I was still in school and I was very aware that I was not as present as I wanted to be like with mm-hmm. him in his professional career because obviously like this lifestyle is not going to last forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It might, we don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> probably not going to last forever. And so when we got into professional baseball, I was still doing school. So it was still kind of the same thing as like, I was still super busy trying to do school. He was super busy with baseball. And by this point we were married, but it honestly just kind of still felt like college life because we were together, but we weren't like, you know, fully present in each other's lives. And so that's when we decided to make the decision for me to stop school just so that I could like be truly present with his professional career because I had never gotten to experience that before. I mean, even in college, I didn't get to go to all the games. I had twirling stuff going on. And (laughs) I mean, I tried to be there for the most part and he tried to be there for the most part for football, but there were always like things that clashed with each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, we made the decision for me to stop school. That was the absolute best decision. I have not looked back one day and regretted that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it, I don't know. It honestly takes a special person to be able to just, you know, pack up your life one day and say, all right, let's do it and yeah. not look back. But <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if there's much preparation for uh, the type of things that we, went through more so I think ignorance plays a little bit into it like you just don't <laughs> you don't even know what to expect like yeah. I remember my first year in in 21 before she started traveling with me uh they didn't provide housing so we would go on a road trip and you know team covered housing on the road and you know occasionally I would forget to get a hotel room or whatever when we came back home and so there was nights where like we got back from a road trip and there's two or three of us sitting in the parking lot like <laughs> Hey, does anyone have help tonight? <laughs> like it's been, <laughs> you don't have a house like, to stay in. <laughs> and so little things like that, you just, you didn't even realize that would be an issue that uh, mm-hmm. they kind of get thrown off or uh, just kind of little bumps and things that, along the way that you're just completely unprepared for because you just, mm-hmm. you don't know. I even yeah. remember like before the draft happened, Chase would like sit me down and I would be like, okay, explain this to me. Like explain <laughs> the draft explain <laughs> professional baseball like I mean I had obviously grown up around baseball and like we had been dating so long he'd always I mean I've been around baseball forever but professional baseball is just a totally different world 
Mm-hmm. And so I remember sitting down, and I was like, okay, explain it to me, explain the draft, explain the season, explain to me what all of these different levels are. Like, I just didn't understand any of it. And he mm-hmm. would try, like, he would try to like actually sit down and explain it with me, but I just could not wrap my hand, my head around it. I was like, that's just, there's no way that that stuff happens. Like there's, I don't know, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the draft happened and I was like, it just all clicked. I was like, oh, all of this makes sense now. And so I tell people like, when people ask, like, how explain it to me, like, tell me how it works. Tell me how the life works. Tell me how the draft works, whatever, whatever. I'm like, I'll, I can do my best to explain it to you, but you will never truly understand it until you are living in it. And mm. like, that's hard sometimes to explain to people. Like, I mean, even our parents, for example, like they do their best to understand what this lifestyle looks like, but we always tell them like, until you have lived just one day in this hectic lifestyle, you just can't fully wrap your head around it. So I don't know that you could ever truly be prepared until you're in the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Well, even you talk about Chase explaining how things happen, but Chase, you said, you know, you didn't even know you could start in double A. So just kind of what, what has the, what was the transition like for you from being in college to starting right out in double A and then, you know, quickly being in triple A and then kind of talk about, you know, where y'all are now in spring training with the Rangers. Uh, so honestly, the first, the first season in 21, going straight from pro or from Alabama to double A, the baseball side of things was pretty similar. And I know people knocked me for saying that, um, because they're, if the SEC was double A, then everybody in SEC would be in double A or nobody likes that comment, but talent wise, like it matched up pretty similar where the guys that was playing a few months after the season in Alabama were the same type of players that I'd been playing my entire career at Alabama or people I'd already played again. So it, it was kind of a smooth transition baseball wise. Uh, the lifestyle change was a lot different and the uh, kind of schedule in college, you play, uh, you play your three weekend games in a midweek. And, you know, most of you, like, I, I don't remember if I played in a midweek game, I may have played in like two or three midweek games all year. And so you're really only playing for the weekend series right. and then you go to professional and you're playing six days a week and you're playing, you know, you don't really know what game is important and which one you're playing in. And so you go from three, really like three to four games a week to six and mm-hmm. um, a lot more hours at the field where in college we were there, we got there four hours for the game and professional, we start activities four hours for the game. We get there typically you know, six or eight hours before the game. Wow. Uh, so time wow. at the field doubled. Um, more of the off the field stuff kind of changed, but the baseball was very similar. And then going into spring training, I made major league spring training, which uh, in 2021, 2022, which was honestly a pretty big deal. I didn't know guys, I didn't even know that was a thing that you kind of could get invited. Again, like ignorance. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was <laughs> Invite ignorance, maybe a little bit of humility too. Yeah, I just not until I got invited to that, and then that was a completely different world of where I was, you know, at least in spring training, interacting with the guys that I'd finished the season with. To now, I'm you know, throwing bullpens to our major league catchers, or the big league pitching coaches telling me how to, to grip my new pitcher, whatever it may be like, just complete whirlwind of baseball and lifestyle and everything kind of changed to where it was normal to grab two towels instead of one after when you shower like or 
You could get seconds and not have to worry. <laughs> Yeah, actually, wash in the showers and not hand soap. Yeah, it's like little, like the whole everything changed when when that happened. And when season started, we went back to double A, and it was kind of like back to what what was very comfortable, uh-huh. um, very college like. A lot of young guys, like a lot of younger guys. Uh, um, most guys are kind of either college guys that had just gotten drafted going in their first year, or like younger high school guys that have been playing for a few years. So it's not a whole lot of older guys and so I think I was I was honestly one of the older guys in my first year just because it was a young we had a really young group and so it was really comfortable the baseball was kind of uh, not easy um, because it's never easy but it was very back to kind of just doing what I've always done Mm -hmm. and I got called up AAA and it was kind of that same experience in spring training again where okay now the locker room looks completely different uh, we have guys who are over 30 and you know, now one of the youngest guys. Um, I, a lot of these guys have kids and other, like, it's just a completely different uh, atmosphere in the locker room. And then the baseball was a lot different. Uh, it took a learning mm-hmm. curve I'm trying to figure out, okay, what I did in double A will work as long as I do it in a certain way. I, I can't try to do anything different. And if I do, I need to, you know, make sure I'm staying within myself. And so I, the baseball was a lot different. And honestly, it was a really tough transition. I think if you get bored, you can look at the stat line of my first three weeks. Of <laughs> it's, it's really ugly because um, it was just a complete whirlwind of atmosphere, baseball. Everything was completely different than anything I'd ever experienced. Um, that was and- also like most guys, by the time they get to AAA, they've had like three or four moves between – team right like mm-hmm. high, high, whatever and that was our first move I mean yeah. started in double a that was our first move and so most of the guys that by the time you get to triple a like they've already had experience with the whole moving thing and mm-hmm. finding a new team you're meeting new guys like yeah. whatever but that was our first move and it was a big one yeah. and it was scary and <laughs> started out a little rough we made it but <laughs> yeah. it was a really that was a really tough transition and I think honestly I wasn't prepared for again ignorance I didn't know I didn't even know what that was going to look like um moving up and then it kind of hit me like a a train and it took a couple weeks to to get my bearings and figure out what what was going on Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a tough move but honestly it's kind of always uh learning uh adapting and then remembering what you've you've been taught before and Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my, not only in baseball, but like most of my life has been a series of not necessarily learning new things, but remembering the things that I've already know that I've just forgotten uh, along yeah. the way, forgotten, uh, lazier, uh, big headed, I guess. And <laughs> yeah. So y'all are back in Arizona. So are you going to be a big league spring training again? And so what will the next couple of weeks look like? Um, before the season starts for you, Chase, and also for you, Claire, as you're um, doing your own things as well. So Claire is a full-time hostess um, between <laughs> family and parents and uh, other wives coming over. We, uh, her, our, Both of our parents are coming in town next week. We've got family coming in like two weeks after that. And then she's hanging out with other wives 
Um, People always ask like, oh, what do you do? Like, what's your job? And I'm like, well, um, I'm a household manager. <laughs> I'm like, my husband. Full <laughs> time job, okay. <laughs> but it is a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that nobody thinks are glorious, but are impossible to, to do without. And then um, we've got another, I guess, two days before spring training officially starts. So a couple of days of uh kind of just taking it slow and then uh this these next two weeks will be more like bullpens live at bats like scrimmage type stuff and then the following week so last week of september first week of march or september <laughs> february last week of february first week of march we'll start playing spring training games and uh, they're pretty nonchalant. You show up and you you play your inning or whatever, and you get to go home. Mm. But you're constantly doing something, whether it's uh, even in Arizona, we'll have road games, and so we're still kind of traveling all over. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit closer. We don't um, travel. I mean, like you don't travel yeah. and go stay overnight. Like the next field's 20 minutes down the road. Yeah, so. we're still getting on buses and playing games, mm -hmm. and um, a lot of it. Uh, spring training is really getting to know the coaches you're going to be with, getting to know the players you, you're probably going to spend some time with, trying to build a few relationships as you're here because everybody gets to be here at this time. So it's a good mm -hmm. way to kind of kickstart some relationships and friendships as you go into the year that you wouldn't have if you kind of started in the middle of the year. And so those are good times to kind of get to know everybody. Um, but these next couple of weeks, they'll kind of get more hectic as they go uh, with this week being pretty relaxed and increasing all the way until like we break camp and go wherever they tell us to go. It's going to continue to get uh, longer days and uh, long. the games get longer where uh, we're playing like our scrimmage games will vary from a couple innings to spring training starts and now we're playing nine and mm -hmm. uh, now we're playing nine six days a week and you got to go to every one of them um, so those it, the days kind of get more intense as we get closer to the season starting mm -hmm. this is when you go ahead. no 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 you go ahead sorry claire this is also the first like for real spring training in what two or three years oh yeah Last year was yeah. the lockout, and so we had a shortened spring training. Yeah. And then the year before that, which we were not here yet, but COVID, obviously. Yeah. And so I feel like everybody's super excited to get this season actually started because yeah. finally everything is back to normal. Normality, <laughs> yeah. And so we have well, a normal schedule. Yeah. Now that you have a full spring training in front of you, like how do you how do you approach spring training? Like what do you have like do you currently have any goals heading into spring training? Like is there anything you want to work on or what you'd like to see yourself be able to achieve in spring training and during the season? Um, yes and no. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really hard to um put baseball expectations as far as like I wanna be at this team or I wanna mm -hmm. be doing whatever because most of that's out of your control you know yeah. i can tell you you know i want to make the major leagues out of spring training but ultimately i don't get to decide that um i can do everything i can but even my best sometimes it comes down to the other decisions or mm -hmm. whatever it may be so i try not to put uh location goals or things like that of, of like i i want to be here or whatever that may look like mm -hmm. but it's more uh more just preparation so like I know the last year I struggled doing a certain pitch at a certain location. So this spring training, I'm really working on 
continuing to do what I did well last year, but also really focusing on throwing like the pitch that I struggled with last year to yeah. the, the spot I couldn't get it to and trying to really focus on like those things that in years past I haven't done well that would be able to separate uh, and kind of take me to that next step baseball-wise. But a lot of it, um, it's kind of just preparing for the season. So just making sure your body's in shape, making sure you're handling your workloads um, appropriately where we're going to go to, you know, we go from sitting on the couch most days, not really, but like we're not playing games in the off season. So you kind of, mm -hmm. your body doesn't get adjusted to it. And so we're trying to slowly ramp up your, your body to get used to playing you know, 30, 28, 30 games a month. Mm -hmm. um, so trying to get your body in shape and make sure you're handling it well is most of what spring training is more than anything. It's just making sure we're hitting the season at a full stride and not playing catch up from where the off season started and uh, making sure we're kind of just where we need to be at this point in time, but slowly working on things, um, you know, but most of it's like very little stuff. Most of it's just trying to make sure your body can handle uh, what you're about to put it through um, because we're about to start <laughs> playing games for the next uh, seven months. Wow. And stop. So we've got uh, in AAA, they play 150. The big leagues, they play at least 162. So, mm -hmm. and spring training on top of that, you play you know, 25, 30 spring training games. So we've got um, over 170 games at least coming our way. So wow. really just trying to prepare for, for what that's going to do uh, on your arm and on your body and on your mind. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, I'd be remiss if I, if we had you on here and I didn't ask you about Alabama, you know, this, this podcast is supposed to come out on Friday, which will be opening day for Alabama. They'll be playing Richmond. Just, you know, curious, how much do you still keep up, you know, with the team? Do you keep up with any of the guys? Do you text them, call them, whatever? And and if if so, you know, what have you been hearing about the team this year? Yeah, so I most of my communication comes through the coaching staff more so than the players. There's, mm -hmm. um, I guess, that last wave of guys that I played with um, are would be uh, third and fourth year guys this year. But with the draft, guys kind of get knocked out before the right. fourth yeah. year up. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm getting to that. I think this this year will be the last year that I played with guys that are mm -hmm. still on the team. Um, but I, from what it sounds like, uh, talking with coaches and players, that it seems like they're in a really good spot. Um, I know the SEC West is always going to be a, a brutal gauntlet mm -hmm. of a schedule, but it sounds like that the strides they've made uh, since I played there and watching what they've done in the past. And I only got to catch a fall, like one fall game and one spring practice. Um, and so I didn't get to see, you know, what it actually looked like. But talking with the coaches, it seems like they're in a really good position um, and a really good spot that, to kind of, you know, make a name for themselves where they've been kind of, even if they're not last place in the SC West or they've been middle of the pack, it seems like they're in a position where they can, you know, kind of go from middle of the pack to being kind of one of the top tier uh, teams. Um, so hopefully you they – they do. So, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to just quick follow up. I was wondering, you know, do you miss playing in college at all? Or are you happy? Do you like, you know, the minor leagues better? Like, wh which do you prefer if you had to, if you had to pick one to play the rest of your life? <laughs> the rest of my life. There's so many pros and cons. Like, I don't know. 
I guess you can get paid in college now, so it'd be hard to read. The Viper would have gotten all sorts of NIL deals, no doubt. I'd have been, I'd have been first in line to buy that Viper T-shirt, you know. What I mean? <laughs> uh, it'd, it'd be really hard to play college baseball and try to buy dinner. Um, but uh, you know, there's aspects that you you never get back, like the camaraderie, the team, uh, the brotherhood, uh, the kind of playing for each other. You, you really don't get that as much so in professional baseball so that sort of thing you know it's kind of uh you i i miss that and like playing mm -hmm. for something you know like i'll never get to wear an alabama jersey again and, and play um yeah. you know that was something i took a lot of pride in because not only was it like the apex dream of mine as a kid but it, it also it meant a lot when i got to put it on um whereas the professional jersey yes it's um, it means a lot, but it means a lot less putting a, um, a, a town I've never been to Jersey on, uh, so yeah. to speak, than the team that I grew up idolizing and, and wanting to be so, so much of a part of. So that type of stuff is stuff that I'll never get to, to do again. And I enjoyed so much. Um, I definitely don't have any regrets and I don't know if I would want to go, uh, play another year, but I, I definitely <laughs> look back and enjoy every second that, that I got to to do that and you know some days I wish it was more um but I, but I wouldn't wouldn't change anything uh, you know and the experiences I got to have and uh, the, the things that were uh, afforded to me there um it's been such a blessing for sure y'all definitely had some good years in, in Tuscaloosa <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and it's definitely baseball season now with Alabama starting spring training starting and just to kind of wrap us up we really appreciate y'all's time with Valentine's being the day before spring training starts or you don't have any plans in or is it last night of rest and recovery before um you get going we're going to take advantage of our last night together yeah. <laughs> because that does not happen ever. Every now and again, we'll have a day game during the season and we're like, Ooh, date night. Yay. We can actually <laughs> eat dinner at like six o'clock and not midnight. And we can actually go to a restaurant and whatnot, but yeah. I don't know. I think we're just going to stay here and cook some pizzas at home and maybe watch a movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, very low key. Kind of in between making a big deal out of it and relaxing, trying to find the best yep. of both worlds of mm -hmm. enjoying the last off day but, uh, until the season starts uh, and getting to make the most of, you know, I guess a uh, special holiday. I, I, <laughs> I, make, I make him celebrate it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll make some chocolate-covered strawberries. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> hey, I mean, that, that all sounds like a great, <laughs> and we do really appreciate y'all's time today chase we wish you the best of luck as the season gets going and claire with all your hosting duties and um just that y'all can form some great relationships this year and spring training and um with the people in y'all's lives but before we wrap up is there anything y'all want to plug any um want people to follow you on socials or anything or <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I told chase before we got on i was like this is not my forte this is your type of thing i'm the behind the scenes kind of girl <laughs> like i don't know what to do <laughs> i was like please quiz me like ask me questions like this is not yeah. my forte hey, you've never had media training you never had to go through <laughs> SID no, school. I, I just smile for pictures but i was never <laughs> asked to be interviewed so <laughs> well you I did guess, great yeah Thanks. go follow Alabama baseball and keep up yeah. with, with all their uh, <laughs> success that hopefully they have this year and 
Uh, all the things coming for them. Yeah, and give the Crimson Up to follow. And the basketball yeah. team. I mean, might as well just follow yeah. everyone. Number one. <laughs> just type in Alabama on Twitter and just click follow for everything. Thank you guys so much for having or for for you know being with us. It's it's been a lot, and this has been a lot of fun. We really appreciate y'all coming on. Thank y'all for having us. Thank y'all. All All right. That was our interview with Chase and Claire Lee. Obviously a lot of fun. Hopefully, you know, this coming out Friday, hopefully they did have a fantastic Valentine's Day. And we hope that spring training, of course, is going well for Chase. Katie, what were some of your takeaways from that interview? I mean, Chase obviously talked a lot about um, his time in the minor leagues, but Claire also gave some really great insights of just how competitive and tough it is to be a Crimsonette. Yeah, I thought it was fun, especially talking with her at the very end there that, you know, she's never done media before. Chase is, you know, at Alabama, they go through kind of training and have to deal with the media members like Joey, of course, and and the pros that to do some interviews and podcasts as well. Just but she's never the constant done grilling, the hard questions. That's yeah. what I'm known for. <laughs> um, so she, I mean, she did a great job and yeah, gave some interesting insight on kind of something that a lot of Alabama fans see. I mean, 100,000 people see them in Brian Denny seven times a year, but maybe not all the, you would they're all, you know, very pretty girls wearing pretty sparkly outfits, <laughs> but may not realize kind of the intensity of the training and trying out process for them. And then, um, yeah, Chase gave us some good insight and, and Claire as well into the minor league baseball life and kind of um, yeah. what it's like having to move all the time and um, how Chase kind of, he's a pretty humble guy. I didn't even know <laughs> I could start in double A. I didn't know I could have been invited to big league spring training. And so, um but he's obviously, you know, finished his career strong in Alabama and has uh, mm-hmm. been able to impress in the Texas Rangers organization as well. Well, you know, the, an interesting thing to me was you know, going back to what Claire was talking about was just how, you know, she made a very good point in talking about how, you know, you have 80 girls that are trying out for 24 spots. So you already have that, but then there's no carryover. You know, you you can you can be a senior and have been there for three well, years. Automatically but, make it, yeah. Yeah, and that that's just that's ridiculous to me to, to think about that. Like, like not it's ridiculous, but it, it's crazy to think about just how competitive that is. And um, Chase kind of once again, like you said, being humble and talking about, oh, you know, I only have to compete with fifteen guys, you know, for my spot, <laughs> you know, as a as a as a baseball player. But but yeah, um, overall a, a great interview. Hopefully, uh, you listeners will enjoy it. Um, we also, we have, uh, hopefully enjoyed you know, it's our first guest, but it's really our guests, um, here at the Crimson Corner podcast. And, um, we still have some more lined up in the weeks to come. Um, baseball season starts today on Friday. Um, softball is back at it. Um, we still have a lot of diamond sports, basketball still going at it. Hopefully we'll have some basketball guests soon as well. Um, but Katie, before we wrap up here, you know, like I said, softball started this past weekend. They also played last night, but we are recording this before um, the Colorado Invitational. So I'd like to ask you about last weekend. What were your thoughts about, you know, Alabama dropping their first game, but then coming back and, and winning their final two? Yeah, so I was at the Friday night doubleheader. I was not at the Saturday game because I was down covering the basketball game in Auburn. But I think the first game was kind of – it was very similar to the way last season ended with not being able to bring runners in. And um, now four runs is a little bit more than they were scoring towards the end of last year. But when you're playing against a team like Lehigh, who they were not a slouch, which I said that before the the weekend started. You know, they won their conference last year. They won an NCAA tournament game. And so they weren't a complete pushover, even if you've never heard their name before. They have some decent players on the roster for sure. Um but it's still not a game you probably want to lose at home, especially to start the year. You don't want to start off on that note. So I think kind of, and I talked about this on just a minute, I think their biggest question mark is going to be, 
do they have a solid number two behind Montana Fouts? Um, and we saw the offense get going a little bit more in the second and third games against Georgia Southern. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess by the time this podcast comes out, they'll play the Thursday game down in Clearwater. And I think Clearwater's really going to tell us a lot about kind of where um, this offense is and where this pitching staff is as a whole. And it kind of caps with that game on Sunday night. This, I believe it's going to be in primetime on ESPN. Um which Florida State has been a team that has given Alabama a ton of trouble the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah, they really have. On, on the softball field. Um, so that's going to be a big matchup uh, to kind of really figure out where this Crimson Tide team is. I think we saw some encouraging power from people like Callie Hevlin that only had one total home run last year that hit a home run on Friday. I think a lot of these freshmen impressed. Kenley Cahalen, Apologies if I mispronounced her name. I'm going to have issues all year saying that and spelling it. Um, and then Larissa Pruitt in the outfield showed her speed too and was was good at the plate. And Kristen White played a decent amount as a freshman. And so there's a lot of young talent on this team. There's also some experienced veterans that are coming back. And so they have the pieces. It will just be so they have a number two pitcher. And uh, will the offense kind of be able to be a little more consistent? Yeah, and it's just a lot to absorb about this softball team. And there were some, you know, some Bama fans that were, you know, kind of panicking this weekend after losing one game. But there's still a long way to go for both. Of course, Katie will have you covered um, for softball this weekend. I will have you covered baseball alongside Austin Hannon. Um, but that'll about wrap it up um, for for this episode of Crimson Corner. Be sure to follow um, our organization, Bama Central, on Twitter at Bama Central. Um, you can also follow Katie on Twitter at Katie Wyndham underscore, and then myself, Blackwell Sports, on the Twitter machine. Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, for Katie Wyndham, I'm Joey Blackwell. This has been the Crimson Corner Podcast. We will see you all next week. <laughs>